morning. Here we are, the uh, 23rd. I know today is the 23rd because we have to take the EP out to visit with Allie's ex. So she's upset, understandably, but do what the judge says, you know? Um, it is probably about 8.30, 9. And, uh, and yeah, you gotta love the weather, right? It's beginning to look a lot like August. I was actually tempted to turn on the AC. Got so warm last night. It's the rain. It's doing it. Just feels very humid, hot and muggy. Uh, let's see. What did I do today? I got up this morning. I did my thousand words. And I stuck to just working on the thousand words rather than re-engineering everything again. And of course, ended up with like 1,300 because you get to the end and then you're like, oh wait, no, I got other stuff I want to say. <sighs> Had a little fun little thing about the economics. Basically, I had a situation where if you've read Invito Rex, you know that uh, there's a guy named Just Koss, who is uh, Just Cuz, Justin Koss. He calls himself Just Cuz. Anyway, um, he's something of a rapper, a uh, musician. He's famous in the underground, hated by the nobility because he makes fun of them, which is why he's so popular. And, um, and so basically in this, in this book, The Cut Purse King, we are seeing what his life is like, him and all of his droogs. And so, uh, somebody asked, I mean, we did this scene where he's basically teaching someone how to do dumpster diving. In the neo-Victorian world, dumpster diving is a little bit more difficult. The nobility are very uh, jealously guarding their monopoly on food production and food distribution so that they can, through food and health care, control their populace better. This, of course, is stuff that we've never seen before, never dealt with. There's somebody who's waiting way too long for us to cross, I guess. That's what they're waiting for. So, um, anyway, so this guy's explaining how they do dumpster diving. Basically just grabbing food so they can donate it to uh, local charities, orphanage, whatnot. And uh, somebody asks him, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. If you are selling all of this music, why are you doing the dumpster diving thing? Why aren't you just buying food for people? 
and uh, got into how money is tracked. And uh, it's not really new stuff. I mean, it's stuff that we have today. Sorry, Mr. Jasper is with me today, and he has been hinting, yeah, that he needs to stop. Um, anyway, the whole idea of follow the money is not really a new concept, but uh, in this story, we basically say that uh, just knows they can track him by the money, and so rather than uh, you know, freak out about it or try to put it in some Swiss, uh, Swiss bank account or whatever. Instead, he just has all the proceeds from the music go toward charities. And then he spends his time in charity work, which means that, uh, which means that he lives off of the goodwill of others, which doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But then we point out how he lives really simply, just basically building up the Robin Hood aesthetic. But the nice thing about making him sound like Robin Hood is that it very clearly puts the uh, nobility in the evildoers uh, section. Somebody pointed out, when I wrote The Hidden Institute, that the thing that's creepy about it is I make it seem like the monarchy could work. I make it seem like, yeah, this is a, a way that you can take modern law and re-engage monarchy. And it's true. I did... I worked very hard to make it seem realistic. But I didn't ever want them to think that it was good. It's entirely possible to make a monarchy happen. <laughs> yeah, now I really sound like a libertarian. It is entirely possible for monarchy to rise up again. And, and that's not necessarily a good thing. It is a stable government. It's not a great government. Certainly not the best government. So, <clears throat> anyway. So yeah, I had this whole section on why I don't use the money that was given to me. Because it's very easy to track the flow of digital transactions. So instead, he works off of a barter and goodwill system with the people around him. You know, I'm thinking I may have to cut this walk short. Because while I got nothing against walking in the rain, I actually do have to be somewhere in a couple hours and I, uh, I mean, we have to drop off the EP. We drive halfway to uh, her ex's uh, house. And then he drives the other half, and we meet up at a Wendy's and do the trade. Um, and uh, it's not that I mind 
walking in the rain. It's just that I don't want to be soaked. I mean, I don't want to show up all wet. So, yeah, may have to cut this short. Showed Allie a short story by Cory Doctorow called Onzord. I love that short story. I've always loved that one. While some of his books kind of blend in with each other, like Little Brother is not all that much different from Pirate Cinema, you know, that kind of thing. Onzord is one of those wow, this is a totally new idea kind of thing. Alright. Anyway, um, yeah, he used to write a lot of disparate kind of stories. I mean, Nimby and the D-Hoppers, uh, the, uh, the, um, Pleasure Island, those golems that lived there. Even Somebody Goes to Town. I mean, somebody comes to town. That was a very new idea. Very original. And then for all of those really original short stories, individual ideas, you end up with Eastern Standard Tribe, Little Brother, all of these that basically fit the same pattern of Protagonist gets captured by evil empire. Protagonist has plucky young friends who help him to use his technological superiority to humiliate them. And then humiliated empire backs off just enough to let them all go free and feel like they won a big victory. So, as a technocrat, limit, libertarian, obviously, I like parts of that. But it always bugs me that it feels like a victory when it isn't. They feel like, yay, we defeated that measure. When I'm thinking six months from now, they're going to reintroduce it. For instance... Anybody remember the NDAA? That one was supposed to basically make the entire world, including the United States, a war zone, which means that the war on terror isn't just happening in other nations, it's happening here. And therefore, American citizens, naturalized Americans, people with visas, anybody, fair game for data collection, possible removal, assassination, all that kind of stuff. It's the basic, it couldn't happen here kind of law. And it did. Last week, while we were all bandying back and forth whether some bearded old man 
who makes duck calls should be allowed to say whether he likes the gays or not. While we were doing that, they passed the law. We were all so proud of ourselves. We stopped the initiative like a year ago. And Congress waited. They nodded and they said, oh, that's, wow, we really got to change that. And they waited. And then when we were worried about how the gays were being portrayed by some stupid old man, they said, all right, now's a good time to debate it. Let's put it up for debate. Not tell anybody about it. Pass this law and get it out of the way before they notice. Because if they let us know that they were working on it, we probably would have done something about it. They, they learned that the first time. That's what they don't have in the Cory Doctorow books. Congress learns. Congress learns who the agitators are, how they work, and then Congress waits. Because Congress is a beast with a hundred mouths and an infinite belly. <sighs> and it remembers. Anyway, I suppose we'll care again as soon as they arrest somebody for something on it. As soon as they disappear somebody and then say it's perfectly legal under the NDAA. Then people wake up and go like, wait, wait. No, put the Kardashians away for a minute. This is important. Of course, by then it's a law. The entire executive branch will throw up their arms and say, we didn't do it. We were just following the law. All the congressmen are gonna say like, this was something we've been, we've had on the books for years. Because of course they're not gonna do anything with it for years. They're gonna keep it in their pocket till they need it. Unless some agitator steps up like right now and causes them to worry about it, you're not gonna do a damn thing. <sighs> anyway, sorry, got into politics, didn't mean to. Honest to God, I didn't. So what else, let's see. My whole sleep schedule is still screwed up from Yule. I mean, it's my fault, but I'm surprised at how long it takes for my body to get back into the swing of things. Note, for instance, that it's like five hours later than I should be doing the morning walk. 
And don't get me wrong, it's nice outside. It's nice not to have to do most of this in the relative dark. But at the same time, my schedule is out the window. I suppose that happens every year around, around Christmas. I'm hardly the only one. Wow, that is pretty. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know what it is, but still, it's pretty. Um, sorry, fungal growth on a tree stump. So, what else? Oh, um, I was telling Allie about Onzord. She read it yesterday, said it was pretty cool. One of the things that they mentioned in Onzord, talking about how seriously messed up our biological system is, they point out that you have to exercise for 20 minutes before your body even receives any benefit from exercise. First 20 minutes, it's just waking the body up. That's, as he puts it, a sacrifice you make. That's sacrificing a chicken to the gods of exercise. Let today matter. Got me thinking that my 40-minute walk, I'm really only getting benefit for 20 minutes of it. Of course, that also makes me think about all those. You can get a benefit just from 20 minutes a day. Somebody there is incorrect. So, anyway, what else? Spent an entire day, could not tell you what I did. Um, we went to... Oh, we had to go check in on a friend's cats. They're out of town. And, uh, need to make sure that they had a litter box scooped and had the, uh, cat food filled up. All that stuff. Allie's meticulous about that kind of stuff. She'll show up every day while they're out and clean the house a little bit so that when they come home, they come home to a clean house. Which, on the one hand, that makes sense. It's not giving up all that much. It's just a few minutes every day clean up around the house and then they come home to a clean house. It's a kind of cool idea. At the same time, that is something that would simply not have occurred to me. Allie constantly impresses me with with her effort, with her consideration. She is so brash and so cutting and cruel online that uh, there's a lot of people who are afraid of her. But that's just because it's hard for them to see 
She is dedicated, absolutely dedicated to her friends and her families. Family. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because her family more or less disowned her. I mean, not just her parents. Her parents gave her crap about not being a good enough student. Straight A's the entire time. You, I mean, she put herself through school in a private school in high school. When I say put herself through, I mean she had to pay rent. And so she was brilliant. Doctor says genius level IQ, very likely. Hell, a lot smarter than me, I know that. But, uh, but she doesn't think so. And, uh, and so it's funny because when she sees people get things wrong on the internet, man, she will just slam them with, you know, this is how it really is. Slam them with the truth. And so, especially if they come out against her friends or her family. So anyway, her family basically getting mad at the fact that she wasn't doing well enough for their standards in homeschooling, more or less kicked her out, forced her to put her own, put herself her own way through school. She joined the Air Force and she excelled there, except that, again, she was very big on truth to power, so she ended up getting stationed in horrible places and managed to excel there. Anyway, what I'm getting at is her parents treated her like crap. It took her years to realize that it wasn't her fault. And so now, She's basically living happily without them, which is ironic because she is hugely motivated by helping out her family and her friends. But for those who kicked her out, well, she's got a new family, you know? Anyway, I am back at the front door, so... I will hopefully see you tomorrow when we will all be drier.